Welcome to the Futurology Show with Brett Levy and Brett Lindsay. Hello, how are you doing? Okay, and you? Yeah, better late than pregnant, eh? <laughs> I think you and I are having too much of an <laughs> off-air chat there. Um, so, Brett, nice to actually have you back in the seat. We yeah, haven't seen thanks, you man. for, what, two weeks, three weeks, or who's counting? I've only missed two weeks. Come on, even Stephen now. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it's good to be back. So, we've got an interesting show today. As always. Um, as always. And... Um, one of the things that I always like to start off with is the app of the week. So this one, I'm, I think I'm going to say I'm really excited about it, but I really am excited about this one. It's called Mindly. So it's Mind, M-I-N-D-L-Y. Okay. So for anyone that's done uh, mind mapping or anything along those lines, and you've sat there and you've drawn out your thoughts, um, that's where this appeals to me. And in fact, I plan most of our shows using Mind. I oh, think really? I've showed, showed yeah. you some of my workings. I didn't know it was all the shows. That's no, cool. No, all the shows. All I thought so it just far. sort of happened organically. No, it, it does, just in the ether. <laughs> um, but basically, what I really, really love about Mindly is the UR and the UX. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've, we're both in digital. We play with apps all day long. Um, so... When you open it, the concentric circles just keep opening and yeah. opening and opening and all the little spheres appear around it and they they move and they rotate. And I mean, it's just, it's an absolutely beautiful app. Um, yeah. And then you get the accompanying PC version as well. So you can synchronize. Now, I use Mac, so I use iCloud. Yeah. And um, basically all my all my mind drawings and my mindly apps appear cross-platform which is fantastic that is pretty cool it is pretty cool so it's nice yeah. it's like the the organizer for add people because you kind of you <laughs> keep wanting to play with it some more so <laughs> don't play with my circles um right so guys if you want to chat to us uh as usual the number is 0861-555-189 hit us up on twitter at clitcentral.com find us on facebook or wechat um right so Let's talk about first world problems. Now, there's a bill that they're hoping to pass in New Jersey. Um, for anyone that knows about the feud between New Jersey and New York, this is definitely going to be something that uh, adds fuel to the fire. Uh, it's, it's so nice that we have first world problems like this. They want to pass a law for text walking. So they want to govern it the same way as they do jaywalking mm-hmm. on the basis that people walking and texting are a danger to themselves yeah. and to everyone around. Now, yeah. I understand that. But they've taken it further and they've said that for repeat offenders, they will seek jail time. Nice. So, I mean, like you with, can imagine. Without mobile. Can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine standing in the showers and going, so what you in for, boy? Oh, I killed three people and set oh, them on well, fire. And you? you? I was uh, text walking. Oh, well, back away from this guy. He's dangerous. Have you heard what they actually call them, though, in, in New York? They actually called ped- Pedtextrians. Pedtextrians. Instead of pedestrians. Yeah, but they're not trying to police it. I mean, this is yeah. Jersey. And as I said, we, oh, already, in New Jersey, we yeah. already know their sentiments on Jersey. So, Fif- but it's only 15 days. Sorry, I've just pulled it up now. In the New York Post, 15 days in the slammer. Only 15 days? Yeah. Oh, well, that's nothing. So you won't even get time to find the guys in the showers. Um, then the other thing that I came across, which was quite interesting, was Facebook Messenger. So well, let me take a step back. Windows, or Microsoft, God bless them, have decided that Skype is now going to become a messaging platform. A little bit late to the party. I think. What was it before? Well, I, <laughs> I'm just paraphrasing the article. Um, 
So they're going to become a messaging platform, not because WeChat and WhatsApp and everything else that we already have is not messaging platforms. Are they going to give up an outlook like they did uh, Explorer? I don't know. Well, have you noticed? Yeah, Explorer's not there. What do they call it now? Edge. Edge. It was or... almost what, It was almost Spartan or something. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, Edge. Okay, well, I'm glad they, they didn't have edge. to rebrand the E. Which is... <laughs> That's why Save some they bugs. couldn't find the original files, so they just re- <laughs> repurposed. Okay, let's stop bashing the yeah, guys sorry. at Microsoft. So Facebook Messenger, he has, he has quite an interesting thing because I've always wondered where that sits within the whole realm of everything. And uh, KLM Airlines, the Dutch airline, yeah. have now allowed you to book flights using Facebook Messenger. So what they're basically doing is they bring your profile. So you you log in with Facebook. It's mm-hmm. got all your details, date of birth, et cetera, et cetera. And you can actually... Do your booking and uh, process everything using Facebook Messenger. That's kind of crazy. That's pretty cool. So I want to get Candace Sutherland in here to tell us about how secure Facebook Messenger is. Doctor Do, Doctoress Do. Yeah, Doctoress Do. Doctoress Do. That sounds pretty good. That actually is quite good. Yeah. Candace, if you're listening, Doctoress Do. Yeah. So yeah, but I I think staying with the airline airline uh, genre. Yeah. I don't know if you saw today as well that uh, Alaskan Airlines has bought Virgin America. Who so not Virgin Atlantic because like guys are tweeting, Richard Branson sold out his airlines. It's not. It's just Virgin America. And it was uh, apparently about a $2.6 billion deal. But I think the most important thing mm. is that Sarah Palin now doesn't have to actually fly to see Alaska because, remember, she can see it from her back <laughs> garden. Uh, so maybe she won't be on any of those flights anytime soon. But um, – yeah, they've uh, they've acquired it and it's been made public. So uh, I I don't think Virgin is sold out totally. I don't think Branson's let go totally, but it's I think it was a major. I think position. he's a pretty clever guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, for the guest today, so I'm hoping that uh, they are on Skype. I'm going to just see if they're there. Hello, is anyone out there? Hi, this there is David. We, there hey, we David. go, Hi. David. How's it going? Welcome to Futurology. Good. How are you? Excited to be here. Fantastic. We're we're very glad to have you on board. So, David, before we get into it, I just want to give the listeners a bit of an overview as to why you're on today. So, if you'll just bear with me and uh, and hang in on there. So, for everyone that knows me and and for the people that listen to our show, you know that I'm a Mac fan. I mean, I'm an iOS user. I have an Apple Watch. I have a MacBook and pretty much anything else that that Apple will throw down our throats. what? But but I don't hate on Android. I think we both know that, eh, Brett? So I was doing a little bit of research and I was looking for a small form factor and something that I could use more in a home environment, push a little bit of media, have a bit of fun. And I came across this little device called the Remix Mini. It's made by a company called Jide, J-I-D-E, and that's where David's from. And we'll get David nice. back on. And David, you can jump in any time. Your, your mic is on. But I'm just telling people how this all came about. So what they've done is they've taken Android and they've unpacked it and yeah. made what they've referred to as the world's first true Android PC. And it's been set up in a way that it actually gives you a computer experience as opposed to uh, a handheld device or, or a mobile device like a tablet that gets streamed to a screen is still a tablet. Sounds awesome. So if, I don't know if I've uh, done that just to, justice, David, but if you want to jump back on and uh, maybe just pick up from there. Sure. Um, so back in 2015, starting in January, we had this idea of um, how can we do, what can we do to actually bring Android to the next level? So we look at the history, we look at the history of Android. Uh, we started off in the cell phone and then tablet and then 
wearable uh, TVs. And uh, two years ago, a year ago, they came up with Android Auto. There's one thing in common. They offer consuming content. What we looked at it, we look at it and say, what about in two years from now, three years from now, even five years from now, what would the future of computing is going to be like? We, we analyzing it, realize that it's going to be on Android because next billion people, when they come online, most likely they will be using an Android platform. So if Android is going to be uh, that popular in the future, what is the next area that Android will go into? So we look and say, what if this all consuming content? What about producing content? Producing content has always been, in, well, as you just said, Mac or even Windows it has always been dominated by Windows and Mac. But what about in the five years? Now, would people switch over to use Android? Would Android be good enough for everything else, not just for mobile or your day-to-day consuming content or your 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 your, your communication? So that's what God would say. In 2014, we decided that the three of us all previously worked at Google, decided to leave Google and start a company and say, we want to take Android to the next level. So bringing, adding, adding all these productivity features into into Android. And in mid-2015, we ran a Kickstarter campaign. We built a, a mini PC, which is extremely affordable and extremely accessible. And we raised 1.6 million US dollars on Kickstarter in 45 days. Sure. Well done. Where That's at amazing. The time, at, at the time, it was the fifth highest uh, hardware uh, product on uh, Kickstarter ever raised. Sure. Wow. Well, well that's, done, guys. Uh, yeah, that's uh, quite uh, <laughs> quite, quite commendable. David, right. you still with us? So, okay. So what we think is like, okay, what was Android PC? What does that mean? Now, this is how I looked at it. If people already using their smartphone or their Android phones day to day, why can't a PC be based on Android? Now, we're using we use when use the phone what are you actually using you're actually using the applications on that platform if you if you're using an ios or an iphone or using android phone 99 percent of the time you're actually using the applications as a matter of fact if my guess is right it's actually 100 percent you're using using an app so why can you actually move that into your pc now you you, you look at nowadays well in the in 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 developing in in developing applications you hardly hear people actually starting a company or an engineer working on developing software for Mac and Windows anymore. Most of the developers are actually developing apps for the mobile ecosystem. So the apps on mobile ecosystem will get stronger and stronger. The last time I checked, um, Android uh, Google Play has over 2 million applications. And that is ridiculous. That's a great, crazy amount of free apps. So any apps that you one, chances are they already have it on Android. So we'll just get stronger and stronger and better and better. So we'll say, okay, now that it's time for us to take Android to the next level. So let me just jump in there for a second, David, as well, just to just to make sure that uh, we're all on the same, same, same wave path here. The most important thing about Android is that Android is an open source platform and it's, it's free to use. And I think that's probably what's helped so many hardware companies compete in this space and that they're not actually paying money for licensing fees like you do with a Microsoft or an iOS platform. Um, 
Now, and the fact that it's open source means that you have been in the position to strip it down and remove what's commonly referred to as bloatware and start to customize. Am I am I correct? Am I on the same wavelength? Absolutely right. All right. So, yeah, carry on. As I just wanted to jump in there to make sure that people are still following with us. So what we have done is to bring the PC experience into Android. Um, what we've done, the Remix Mini is a very affordable uh, PC. You plug it in with a monitor, a keyboard, and mouse, and boom, bam, you have a computer right in front of you, and extremely affordable. On Kickstarter, we sold it for $40 and $50 US dollars. Now that we are actually doing a promotional uh, cost in tickalot.com, the retail price is $16.99 uh, rand. And then we are also doing a launch promotion price for 999 Rand. All right. So, so you, now you're starting to talk about the Mini, which is what I was going to come to next. Because, you know, we were still talking about Remix as, a, as an OS, for lack of a better description. Because I think it's what, what really excites me about what you guys are doing is that you have an operating system which can be used on existing technology. And then what you're referring to now is the Mini, which is what I've been playing with for the last week or so. And that's what... You know, it was in preparation for today's show. So if I can just jump back in there because you're talking about adding the keyboard and the and the and the the mouse, etc. Because people can't see what we're talking about, I just want to describe. If you picture the Apple TV, would I be correct in saying it's about the same width, but it's actually in the shape of like a bar of soap? So it's not square; it's it's oval and uh, probably about the width of a of an Apple TV, the the third generation. W- would you say that's an accurate description? That's an accurate description. It's, it's actually smaller than an Apple TV. Right. Well, there we go. Like you had, to, like you had to get pebble. one in there. <laughs> had to get one there against iOS. So I was, I've been playing with this unit. And, um, I mean, it had two USB ports on, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, you know, the things that you would expect, the connectivity aspects, um, powered from 5 volts. Um, but it did support wireless as well. I mean, I managed to set up using a wireless keyboard. I, I Sorry, initially I had to plug in a keyboard and a mouse. Uh, but thereon moved into into a wireless keyboard, so it really was perfect setup and play. As you say, I turned I turned a TV into my screen. I had a 55 inch computer in my house that was running Remix. Now, Brett, you I want you to jump in here as mm. well, um, David. Just so that you know, um, Brett owns a owns a company called Big Brave Digital, and they specialize in digital signage amongst other things. So when I was talking about the preparation for today's show. He was telling me that there's actually one of the developers. Well, it's uh, one of my designers. Yeah, yeah, one of your designers. Well, you pick up Brett. I mean, yeah. So um, as soon as uh, Brett B1 uh, mentioned that uh, we were going to be talking about Jide, I was like, oh, I've seen Jide Remix. That's awesome. And um, to be honest, in in the office, as soon as uh, we were we were doing some CES buzz, and uh, all of a sudden Dean comes running, he's like, Have you seen? There's a new operating system out. It's running on Android. It's cheap. I was like, What do you mean it's cheap? It's like, Well, it's not just cheap. I I can get it now. I just need a USB stick. And, uh, he, he ran around, he ran around looking for a USB stick and I don't know what we wiped off that USB stick, but there was such a mad rush to get the, to get the first beta that, uh, we, we finally got that USB stick. We stuck it into the, into a spare computer and voila, there we were. Remix was on and we were, we were playing and it was, it was quite a cool experience. Wow. Thank you. No, it was good. Um, yes, uh, in, and earlier this year, in 2016 in CES, we announced that we are completely giving our 
operating system for free, so anyone can yeah. download it. Uh, the idea is this: when we started a computer, uh, when we started a company, we had a vision of saying that we. We want to bring down the cost of computing. Yeah. Um, we have been, I have, well, the all three uh, founders have been very lucky and privileged that have all this access to computing. But you look at the next billion people, people don't have access to internet yet. But the yeah. cost of getting onto that is still high barrier. Yes. What can we do to actually lower the barrier? So Create we access. If yeah. there is an old computer uh, lying around, why can't we give an operating system that is actually completely free and is actually based on Android so people can are familiar with an Android ecosystem, can actually revive their old computer and have all the Android ecosystem, all the Android apps going. Yeah. I think that's actually... Very important. And I think you definitely tick that box. I mean, being able to uh, revive old uh, hardware and make make it live again with something like Remix is fantastic. But it's not just trying to do bare bones operating system. This is a really good looking operating system. I mean, it's, uh, you've, you've, you've had a lot of, I mean, there's what been three decades of operating systems since Windows decided to start coming out with it, with its user interface. And we've had since, I mean, 95, you guys are doing an ode to the nineties at the moment, which is, which is quite exciting with Remix. Um, which we've chosen the Mario theme song. Yeah, the Mario the theme song, by the it's way, is the one we like. Um, in the in the on the website, you've got a remix to design philosophy. Now I'm a digital philosopher, and uh, when I see the word philosophy in a digital space, I get really excited. And I do like the way that you've taken simplicity, intuition, and vitality in guiding the, the way you guys have have made this operating system. Can you tell us more about that? Absolutely. Um, so the way that we looked at it is uh, uh, when we're designing an operating system, the very first thing has to be intuitive and sim- simple. Simplicity is very important. I'll give you a, uh, an example when you actually find why you find it uh, uh, important. When you actually turn on and off the Wi-Fi, uh, it's actually a very cool experience. The reason is when you turn it off the Wi-Fi, you only see two things on it. It says Wi-Fi and it has an on-off button. That's all you see. I think that is simplicity because there's when when we looked at a lot of other people designing things, they add a lot of unnecessary elements into a design. But in we want to combine both simplicity as well as UI design as well as user experience. So when you turn on and off Wi-Fi, when you turn it off, all you see is just Wi-Fi and then it's on-off button. But when you turn it on, now that its animation kicks in, it tells you that it's turning on and it lists you a list of uh, Wi-Fi and then you select the Wi-Fi that you're only in and that's all you need to do. And I think that's what you call simplicity and great user experience. Yeah. And you look at our whole experience, it's actually very clean and very simple. That's what we're going at. Because in the last few years, we have seen a lot of companies coming into uh, the Android space, they're doing a lot of very nice UI uh, design, uh, user interface design, but I think it's overloaded with too many informations. I agree so 100%. one thing we make it very clear in the remix, uh, in the second generation uh, design is we want to strip out all unnecessary elements into yeah. this design, making sure that simplicity is the key thing. I agree. In fact, so I'd like- when you're actually using a Remix Mini or Remix OS, you can actually feel that it's actually very intuitive to use. Yeah. David, if I can just jump back in there. Um, you mentioned earlier, and I think that's really what excited me, is the fact that we can bring old machines to life. You know, being in Africa, we have a lot of old computers and a lot of old computer technology here or, or legacy machines, which 
uh, most of them would be running things like XP or maybe might have progressed to whatever came after. I'm sure some of them do have Windows 95, so they they wouldn't know the retro vibe going with Remix, but. Now, I mean, if nothing else, you know, if we leave the, the mini off the table at the moment and we just focus on what Remix is and, and how awesome it is to be able to put that onto existing machines. The question to you is, well, I've got my questions twofold. One, how old can the machine be? In other words, what is the minimum processor or, or chipset that it needs? And two, what is actually involved to run it? Because I did some reading up about dual boot and things like that. But a lot of people are not that tech savvy. They're not, they're not going to want to dual boot off a, off a USB. They're going to just put in the system. And when you started the interview, you hit the nail on the head. Android is all about apps. Anything you could possibly want to do on the internet is done via an app. I mean, you can do it off any device. So that all makes sense to me. But as I said, if you can just explain to us how do we use or repurpose old machines and what is the minimum criteria? Um, Definitely. So right now we're seeing roughly 40% to 60% of existing computer be able to run Remix OS. At the end of the day, very important is we got to have the right components for the hardware. So if it's too old, uh, it won't, it won't, it won't run, uh, very well. Uh, I would say that somewhere between, uh, eight, uh, eight years, uh, no more than eight years, I think it will be good. Wow. Somewhere between okay. six to eight years, I think it will be good. Um, so that is a good thing. Another thing is what we're seeing is, uh, we're getting a lot of feedback from users after we have launched it. Uh, at the very, uh, in the early stage that we're launching it, people can download it into USB stick so they can plug it in the USB stick and then they can take it anywhere and then use it in the different computers. In, uh, March, we launched a newer version. We call it the beta version where people can actually install it on their computer. We have created a tool for easy for people to easily install Remix OS. Uh, we are currently working on uh, perfecting a tool that make it extremely easy for people to just one click to install on their existing computer. Um, we're still seeing some challenges, obviously, because we are the first generate uh, the first set of people uh, very techy. You have to know all the uh, uh, the steps. What we want to do in the next phase of uh, Remix is to make it extremely easy for people to actually download and install on their computer. Okay, that's fantastic. So six to eight years is actually a lot more than I expected. I mean, Brett and I oh, were looking perfect. at each other and going, wow. Um, is there a way to put that into chipset reference? In other words, you need an Intel Celeron or an i3 um, minimum megs, uh, gigs of RAM, etc. Is there is there a spec sheet? Is that available online? Um, again, I'm, I'm I'm basically trying to put the message out there that for people that have got old machines lying around. So I'll give you an example. I have an old, um, one of the first net books, you know, when the, when we went through the phase before tablets, um, you know, all the big brands were coming out with these little net books, little 10 or 11 inch, um, computers that had all the, all, all the functions without optical drives. Now, if I remember correctly, the one that I had was an Intel Core Duo 2 with a, I don't know, maybe one gig of RAM on board. Would I be able to root something like that and run Remix on it? Um, I believe so, yeah. Most computers uh, in that in that era can, can actually run on it. Uh, so what we have done is we have tested it on a number of machines. A lot of our users on our Google groups, on our forums, has posted what works and what doesn't. And to our surprise, that pretty much I would say that 60 to 70% of 
computers will actually load it up and works. Sometimes uh, part of it won't work. For example, some once in a while uh, we will see that the driver does not work. For example, the Wi-Fi doesn't work, so people will have to plug it in into a physical uh, cable or things like that because there are too many uh, uh, computers components out there. Uh, in order to support all of them, we obviously need to have all the drivers uh, ready. Uh, so we also were asking our community to donate some of their time and resources to tell us what doesn't work. If it doesn't work, we have a list of uh, uh, devices or uh, um, uh, components that will tell them that it doesn't work. And we're also asking for the open source community to donate it. Because Remix OS for PC uh, running on x86 architecture is actually built on a open source project, which is called Android x86. We work closely with that foundation, an open source foundation, that they actually based on a lot of people chimping in their time, uh, writing drivers for supporting different components of the computer. And we are seeing that every day we are able to support more and more computers. Okay, now the next question I had, which you, you've kind of answered by saying that you're bringing the open community in, is there a way that you could, or do you currently have a test tool? So if you had to open up an older machine and, and could you run a test to see if it would tell you what will and won't work? And the reason why I ask that is you, you hit the nail on the head with Wi-Fi. That seems to be the, Wi-Fi and Bluetooth seem to be the two stacks that fail when people try and change operating systems on machines. I know from previous experiences, um, I tried to build a Hackintosh a few years ago just for fun, and I got it to work to the point that I couldn't get Wi-Fi and Bluetooth to work, the, you know, the comms devices. Now, let's be honest, a, a netbook or a tablet or, or rather a, a, um, any portable device is pretty useless if it can't connect to the net, and it can only really connect using Wi-Fi unless it's got an Ethernet cable which a lot of those machines may or may not have had. So do you have a tool that we can run a test on to see if it will like do a hardware um, survey on the machine before you go ahead? And if not, is there a way to reverse the load, so to take the machine back to uh, its original state? This is an excellent, excellent uh, suggestion, an excellent idea. Um, okay, we currently don't have a tool. <laughs> we currently don't have a tool. But then we are also working on the list and then we are coming up with the tool that people can actually easily identify whether a computer works or not. So it's something on our roadmap. Okay. The thing that I liked the, the most when we were playing with the, with Remix, uh, was an early version of it. Um, we put it on the computer and the fact that everything, everything ran off the, the USB stick, everything. You were able to, uh, put your apps on there. You were able to do your document storage. Um, so literally it is that computer in your pocket that you can take out and you'd literally just put it in and just boot up off the USB stick, run off the USB stick, and it's it's all there. It was fantastic. Okay, now I'm a bit ignorant on that one because I tried that. So maybe just take me through it, Brett, if you've experienced it. Or David, please yeah, jump Dave. back in. I, I downloaded the OS um, onto a flash drive. Now I use a Mac and it says that I can boot up off it and I've got to go through the petition system and that. Let's leave Apple off the table because that's not the common... Uh, notebook or computer here. I mean, most people are running on Windows machines. So if I download it onto a flash drive, so I've got Remix on my flash drive, I now go to a colleague's place, I plug the flash drive in, are you suggesting that I can actually boot up off my flash drive and carry on working on my documents without leaving any residue or, or any files behind on their machine? Correct. That is the idea. 
So what it is, is the entire operating system is actually stored on your USB flash disk. And all the, the, um, all the data is also stored on the USB hard disk. So what it is, is at the time that you start on your computer, you select to boot from your USB stick and everything is actually running off your USB stick. So that's why we recommend people using a USB 3 above uh, USB stick. Okay. And then your files that you work on, do those go into the cloud? Do those go into your Google folder or do they actually, do they get saved back onto the USB stick? Uh, it depends. So let's say that you are actually saving all your documents or all your files on Google Drive or Google, uh, Google folder, then it will go into the Google folder. If you are storing it locally, uh, then it will actually go into your USB stick. But then it will not write to your hard disk. Now, we have another version that you can actually install on a hard disk. You can partition your computer and install on a hard disk. That is also okay, too. Yeah, so one of the things I found really fascinating was not just to it work on the USB stick, but we were like, well, if it's going to run on the USB stick, let's check the speed. And we were pleasantly surprised with how fast and responsive everything was straight off a USB stick, which is sort of mind-blowing for everybody here that you can – I mean, we've seen PC on a stick, but not to the performance that – you go for now, obviously you're harnessing a lot of what the, the hardware capabilities have got, um, whatever computer you're running, but it was very great to be able to just plug in your, your operating system, get going with it. And I thought, great, the guys have got something really, really, um, resourceful here. They're going to go and learn all they can to see how we can make it work in the business sense. And the first thing they downloaded was, was a game. And the reason why they wanted to download the game was to test. Was it Angry Birds? No, it wasn't. Okay. It was a racing game. I can't remember. Okay. Maybe David, you can remind me what it is. I see you've got it on the website, um, but I don't know what the game's called. It's a it's a racing game. But I mean, I think even the early edition of Need for Speed wasn't as good as the graphics of this game. And we downloaded it through Wi-Fi and we put it in the game. And I was again, I was actually at this point, I was astounded that that game with that level of quality graphics was was playing through off the USB stick. That is amazing. You know, I, and I'm with well, you on that. I I like so to check games. So we have done a lot of optimization in this. Uh, the way that we do it is the OS, uh, the hard disk, most of the things actually put up into the memory, onto the computer. So it's actually using your computer resources into running all those things. Only if you have to read and write from the disk, it will actually slow it down. But because most applications nowadays is to read everything and then put it in to memory and then runs from memory. So that's why it's actually very, very smooth. And particularly an existing, even an old computer, let's say three years so computer or isn't four years old computer a lot of the time it's actually faster than your smartphone because your smartphone um is actually using a, a slower cpu because that's why this also saves your energy as well yeah uh, i'm gonna i'm sorry i'm gonna divert because i think uh, we can talk about the hardware and stuff but the, the the fantastic thing is that it really is this thing that allows these older computers just to come back to life, get new use out of them. And I think it's going to see a, I hope it sees, uh, um, amazing traction in, in Africa, uh, with, with what's happening here and the need here for access. So, um, I hope if you don't have a, a, a plan yet for Remix or Jide to, to hit Africa hard, then I think, uh, it's it's something we're going to be looking out for, especially. Well, I'm going to jump in there because the show is also called Futurology, so we're yeah. forward looking. Yeah. I mean, the fact that we can be backward compatible is awesome, but um, you know, the Mini is pretty much the first foray that the world has seen um, for Remix. You know, in a in a open the box plug and play environment. Um, and and as I said, I, Brett and myself have both been 
very pleasantly surprised. I mean, you know, we, I've played with a lot of USB sticks that I've plugged into computers before. All they do is heat up and fry after a couple of hours. Um, I was actually telling uh, Tawanda at your office that uh, I ran Netflix and Hulu at the same time um, off the Remix Mini. Wow. And uh, I had no problems with it. So we know that the processing ability is there. But I think the key thing for me is to maybe also understand where you guys are going with this because the fact that it's app-based, the fact that all the apps on the Android Play Store are available, that means things like Microsoft Suite of Word, Excel, PowerPoint, that's available. Um, maps, navigation, anything that you kind of need to, to, to perform a business productivity suite is available. Are you, David, seeing that uh, we basically could replace the PC in a work environment, one, we remove licenses, two, all the software you could possibly need is app-based so you can bring it down and share it across the devices. Is this something that's in uh, in your strategy moving forward and the reason for developing Remix? Absolutely. I think that it's clear that people are actually moving into the cloud uh, less and less dependent on older generation of uh, applications. And uh, at least for myself, I'm 100% running on Remix OS. Uh, I run it for day to day and my computer, uh, my company is actually run on Google apps. So Gmail, uh, Google Docs, Google Drive, et cetera, et cetera. So it, you have, you have browser, you have email. I would assume that, uh, 80% to 85% of existing users, that's the basic needs. And as long as you can get on the internet, uh, social media, uh, communication tools, email, and then obviously a little bit of gaming. Pretty much everyone is actually doing that. Uh, obviously, there are people that will need a, a little bit more uh, computing horsepower, for example, Photoshop, things like that, for professionals. Um, let's say tax accountant, they are depending on, very depending on Microsoft Office, uh, Excel, etc. Uh, then they might be able, then it will take them a few more years because uh, Microsoft Office on Android is still very early in the stage, but it works for most people. If it's the first time you're coming online, this is more than enough for people. That's uh, fantastic. And I think you guys have done a lot with uh, asking the people what they think, right down from the logo to the background images that you're using on the operating system to uh, recently you've done the, uh, what is the, what is the sound device going to be when we, uh, from the 90s, bringing back the 90s. You and guys are said again, the Mario Brothers yeah, song. The Mario worked. Brothers one. And, and also, you've got Remix. So that was nice. But uh, tell us, why why such a, a huge involvement in terms of uh, it's, it's fine for development and user experience, but you guys have gone a bit further and you've said, from a brand perspective, get involved, guys. Absolutely. Um, we look at a lot of traditional companies. The way that they do it is, what they do is they... They work on a, a, a project for two years and three years, and they launch it. What we want to do is we don't want to be a traditional company. What we want to say, we tell the world what we're doing. We ask our community to give us feedback. Well, I'll give you an example. When we were doing Remix Mini uh, on Kickstarter, we actually asked our audience, uh, our of community, to tell us what is the number one most important features that you will need on an Android PC. Now, to our surprise, they're saying that, we just need to have a good file system. So immediately uh, we allocate uh, resources in our engineering team and develop an, a file manager for on the Android PC. So that was the example that we show in the world that we 
ask our community to tell us what to do. And also, we have a community page on Facebook as well, Remix with America, uh, Remix with Africa, where people can actually, we are seeing that lots and lots of people coming to our uh, Facebook page and giving us advice as well. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned. I think that is actually uh, very important. I'm glad you mentioned the Facebook page because I've just got a message that um, you're going to be giving away two Remix Minis. Um, all people need to do is actually go to the Facebook page. So it's on Facebook. It's Remix with Africa, and um, one of the you guys are going to post a question that we've spoken about on the show, and there'll be two uh, two lucky people that can get their hands on on one of these really awesome little devices. I just want to go back to what you were saying now um, with regards to the heavier user. You, you referred to Photoshop. Um, I know in Excel as well with things like pivot tables, you, you really need a lot of processing power. Um, my biggest bugbear with most software companies, so I'm actually laying a challenge out to these guys. I mean, in South Africa, the main accounting software is Pastel. These guys have still not made an Apple-ready product, Okay, which is it's pathetic, actually. Um, but with the software as a solution world that we are moving into and with, with everything being cloud-based, as you've said, and the fact that we all live and breathe and, you know, it's just, it doesn't matter how we access, we access through any portal to get to the cloud, to get to our documents. Can it be that these bigger companies that make these programs that are a bit heavier or require processing power, in your opinion, are they showing signs of being able to start converting to app or being an environment where they could start running mobile first, which obviously Remix would be able to handle, or is it still quite a few years away? Uh, it is clear that uh, a lot of big companies are moving into mobile first, but to be honest, it is clear that it's slower than we are expecting. Uh, a lot of them are still depending on um, desktop or applications. You look at it and say, uh, Microsoft is depending on that. Uh, even Google, to my opinion, is actually slower than expected. I think there's a reason for it. Uh, there are people that is actually going mobile first. There's a lot of gaming company. There's a lot of applications company that is actually mobile first. But I think in order to actually drive everything into mobile first, my my opinion is it's going to be the next billion people coming online. When the next billion people coming online, they will be 100% or even like 90% on mobile. Instead of nowadays where uh, roughly, roughly there's one third of the population, the world population is online. And most of them, people are actually using switch between um, mobile and desktop when they are at work. They're actually using desktop or laptops. But my, my opinion is the next billion people coming online I would say 90 to even 95% of people will be on mobile and they will be using mobile devices, either a tablet or a cell phone to do most of their computing. So in that case, a lot of innovation will come up from it and a lot of companies will have to force themselves into thinking of mobile first. That's that's awesome. And Dave, I just want to chat. Obviously, the, the, the show here is, is called Futurology again and you guys have taken a lot of learning from the past. You are going to definitely have an impact on what we do in the future, especially in the, the, the next billion. Um, but what are your futurology views at, at Remix or at Giant? What are you guys seeing for sort of the next 10 years? Um, very first thing, very important. We looked at it as the emerging markets 
are the biggest market that we're going into. Clearly, the reason that we're making sure that our product is affordable as well as we're giving away a free version of it is because we think that the important thing is what you, you look, I will look at it in this way. I want to make sure that computing has to be an equal playing field. It's no longer for the first world on the developed countries. We believe that in order for everyone else to have an equal playing field, it has to be affordable and even free. So the next, uh, uh, a lot of our effort will be spending on perfecting our software, making sure it's affordable and accessible to the mass market instead of just focusing on one or two markets. That's how we looked at it. Okay. I, well, I think, I mean, we, as I said, we're blown away and it, it takes it takes something quite special to to impress us. I mean, we get to play with tech all day long. I do need to wrap it up there, but I just want to reiterate, guys, if you're listening or you should be listening, and if you're listening on the podcast as well, um, please do yourselves a favor. Go over to the Facebook page, Remix with Africa. Um, listen, Look out for a post that will be coming up with a question based on what we've chatted about today and get your hands on one of these little units. And, and you know what? Let's get a Remix Africa community going. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is... This is what this tech is designed for. It's designed for us. Let's make uh, let's make you know the African developers market one of the biggest ones out there. And to make it even easier, just follow the tweets. Both Brett and I'll be tweeting away. And I'm sure uh, if you've uh, heard the podcast or if you're not if you're not on live and you're hearing the podcast, then uh, check the tweets out and uh, go check out Jai. Check out Remix Oh, so it's, it's Remix Us. Yeah, at, at Remix So, David, thank you very much for your time. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll definitely be following this journey and uh, speaking to you again soon as and when the next developments come out. Thank you for having us. Excellent. Cool. Thanks, thanks well. for your time, man. Keep okay. well. Ciao, bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right, so... Um, that was, uh, that was quite interesting. Um, yeah. You know, it's always hard to describe how technology looks, you know, the, the visual aspect. But I, one thing we didn't really get into, I mean, you started touching on it, uh, is if you think of what Google did with a Chromebook, yeah. and they had this this laptop that was running Android, yeah. that's still, yeah, it still wasn't where Remix is. I mean, and the fact that they look at this, the ringtones or startup sounds from the 90s, if you picture XP or you picture what what came out after XP, I think it was... I didn't know. Vista. Wasn't there a Vista thing I don't somewhere? Know. We, we all try and forget, along with the guys that, that developed it. Yeah. But um, you know, it starts up like a computer. Yeah. First of all, it is super fast, Brett. I mean, you oh, no, no, I was impressed. You turn it on, bang, it's there. Okay, yeah. so there's no waiting time. It's the no. same as working on mobile, but you're running a full computer environment, yeah. and you have everything that you need. Um, I'm going to keep the love going for Android today. I think we re- need to rename this show the android show because i don't do it that often but i'm gonna just for today though i'm just waiting for the daggers to come in okay i have been playing i mentioned it very briefly last week but i don't think i did it justice i've been you're gonna say the priv i'm gonna say the priv (laughs) i'm going to talk about the blackberry priv i am 100 percent blown away there's been very mixed reviews on it one of the comments that was made was the keyboard I think it was the guys at Gearburn. They posted about how if you're a squirrel, you can type on it. So I'm starting to feel like a squirrel because I haven't really battled. But I think to be fair, if yeah. you've worked on BlackBerry keyboards for a while, yeah. which I have, then the size of the keyboard, you kind of adapt to it. But let's go down to the It big. just means pockets need to get bigger. So pants are going to change, which is going to affect fashion. Well, the thing is... I'm really concerned already, about the fashion. That they're already falling down on most of these guys' <laughs> ankles anyway. 
Um, look, it runs Android. Yeah. What they've done, in my opinion, is really, really clever. They've taken, same as what Remix have done. They've taken Android, they've thrown away all the bloatware. In fact, what they did is they actually went back one version. It's running on Marshmallow, not Lollipop. So okay. it's Android 5, not 6. So no bugs, no issues, and OS that was really running well before the next version. Yeah. Um, stripped out the bloatware and basically have put in some of their security features and some of the things that makes BlackBerry BlackBerry. Yeah. And that main one is the hub. So the hub brings all your messaging into one spot. Um, it shows you what's coming up, when it's coming up, all in, in one glance on the home screen. Mm. Um, the thing that I really, really liked about it is that when you swipe, now with Android or I think even iOS to a point, when you swipe from left to right, you can archive a file on Gmail. What this does is it lets you actually snooze the email or the message until later, as when in it's, time. When it's relevant. Or, or you can do something about it. by geolocation nice. or by Wi-Fi. So the geolocation, if it's a work email, swipe it away till work. You're sitting there, you're in your time, the work-life balance that we all talk about and have never seen, um, it's there. You just swipe it away. The reason for Wi-Fi also makes sense. Mm. If you've got an attachment like a, a PowerPoint file or you've got to proofread something that's a JPEG or a big heavy file, you don't want to download it on mobile data, right? So yeah. you swipe it to Wi-Fi and you select a Wi-Fi network that's already preloaded. Yeah. So when you get to work, because you want to abuse your work network, off you go. I think where BlackBerry's got it right was they got into the business sector really, really quick. Like they were in the enterprise uh, environments and they were adopted qu quite well. Um, one of the you hear a, a mixed sort of crowd out there with the Priv and um, people saying, "Well, the BlackBerry brand is sort of coming to an end and and all this," but it's not really. When you look at all the guys that were in the enterprise space and the business space, that I love my BlackBerry type idea um, to to have this new lease on life, if you will, this whole reinvigoration of having Android brought into it, the same secure environments, the same apps, the same, and now with the enhancements of the Android, the Play Store, uh, you've got sort of the best of both worlds. Now you've got what was created by BlackBerry originally for businesses moving into the world, if you will, um, but still staying true to what BlackBerry started in the first place, which is that the business. phone for the businessman. Sure. And I think, you know, Business is becoming more fun. And this yeah. is this is where the challenge was, is that you had a device that was, I hate to say this, but boring. It didn't do anything. It didn't have apps. And, I mean, just listening to David now with two billion apps out there, um, and that was kind of where Microsoft battled as well. If yeah. you don't have that app realty, you're dead. Yeah. Um, Starfish or whatever it was called, they tried. You look at me because exactly. I, I think no it was idea. called Starfish. Yeah. Even uh, Canonical, Ubuntu, yeah. you know, old, uh, what's his name, Shuttleworth. He battled. The concept yeah. was good. There was rah-rah out there that these guys had used Ubuntu and Linux. There isn't enough apps. People yeah. need apps. They, they use apps to connect. So by not moving into that environment, which is now where BlackBerry is finally actually, you know, they've given up fighting to keep OS yeah. going and, and brought out an Android engine. Well, uh, arguably, I think BlackBerry kind of helped a lot with the app idea. The, the, You're right. The, the widget. Yeah. yeah. And uh, with, with BBM, even with instant messaging sort of leading the way, sort of. They were the first free instant message. If you had BlackBerry to BlackBerry, you had that, I don't need to SMS you. There's no cost. Let's just talk. Here's my code. And then followed WhatsApp and all the other instant messages. I mean, it's so funny we talk about that. It was only 10 years ago that BlackBerry and Apple were fighting for number one handset. Samsung yeah. was only coming up. Yeah. I mean, look at the landscape 10 years later. I think Android they have 1% BlackBerry, yeah. maybe 1% of the market. And, you know, you're talking about BBM. I mean, the network's 
hated BBM mm-hmm. because everyone was signing up to get a BlackBerry just so that they didn't have to pay any more money. And now 10 years later, we have other OTT services like WhatsApp and WeChat, which yeah. they, uh, in fact, what Cell C's done is quite interesting with their Wi-Fi calling. Oh, yeah. Now, Verizon in the States has launched this with the new iPhone. Um, you can make free Wi-Fi calls if you have a Verizon account. I haven't really drilled down into the Cell C model, and I'm not yeah. sure how it will won't work, and there's always obviously the connectivity issues. But fundamentally, what was very surprising for me was to see a telco launching a Wi-Fi calling environment. Now, Verizon a, is a telco in the States, yeah. but they also sell content that you, you know you can buy. I think it's called FIOS. You can get your, your movies and on-demand, mm-hmm. your internet. Um, here, the, the, the network operators have collectively been moaning about losing revenues to over-the-top services. Mm-hmm. And what they're doing is in their latest campaign is come to Cell C, get an account, and make Wi-Fi calling. Um, I'm not sure how that plays out. If they're cannibalizing yeah. who supports the Wi-Fi? I think... When the argument for 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 a long while um, from app holders and and telcos and stuff is who's who's the client, Who, whose client is it, um, and with the option of having Wi-Fi and jumping off of your your sort of your mobile network, you you, do you have you lost the client? Are you are you not doing? Because I can consume data till the cars come home on my Wi-Fi. Yeah. Um, and then and then what? And if there's all these hotspots picking up, if they don't pick up the beat and put their own Wi-Fi solutions in place. Um, they're 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 the in between network. I'm sitting here smiling, like a, like a little bit of a Cheshire grin, because I mean you and I both always root for the underdog, and the fact that we're in the age of consumerism—that's what mm. it's about—and who owns the client. If you look at things like FNB, Afrihost, yeah. they're all going into this no contract, month to month, but same price. That was always the that was always the problem is that you know you you could be on a contract and get a benefit. You got the yeah. handset, but let's be honest, you're paying for it. Yeah. And in fact, because of the CPA. They have to show it. So when you look at your bill, it's got like 200 minutes X and then handset contribution or whatever. And you look and you go, oh, crap, I'm actually paying for the phone. Um, And then you get these other guys that are coming on board and going, don't worry about it. Walk when you want. Get what you want. Consume what you want at the price you want. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it's data is – people don't just use data for the sake of using data. They, uh, They use data to consume great content. It's It's the access through which they're able to get to great things. And uh, if uh, you are looking at it from a perspective, oh well, if if we build it, they will come. It's not quite that yeah. that way. Um, but you uh, you look at what the telcos are doing, and it's it's making it more convenient. It's it's giving people the access. And I think for the most part, everybody is getting very discerning with where, especially in the financial times at the moment. Again, I, I keep harping on about it, but. The financial crisis has such a huge uh, impact on everything, uh, the way we behave. And the one thing is that we're discerning about the service quality that we get from things. So if we're not happy, we want the ability to be able to change what we've got. Most of the time, we're quite happy with the technology we choose. So if you've got your latest Apple, you've got your latest BlackBerry, your latest Android device, you've chosen that because there are certain features on there that you like. What thing you can't compromise on those connectivity. So we all want the same thing. So whether you're going to get it from AfriHost or Celsi or someone else, uh, you want that choice. And AfriHost got it right, I think, really early on where you saw yeah, that sort of definitely. that just landslide of winning the market over uh, was, hey, guys, take it as you want it. Pay for it as you go. Cancel it if you don't want it. And that sort of freedom of being able to drop it when you 
drop, drop it when it like, it's hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> drop it's, it like it's hard. And that's the idea. And then, I mean, for, for ages, there were those phones that came out, uh, sort of early 2000s with the, what's it? Lowest call routing and you could, it would analyze GSM phone calls and airtime prices. Now people are a lot more clued up with what's available and um, those telcos are doing a great job in actually pushing that as the idea. Um, the, I heard a saying the other day saying, uh, customer service is more than just a department or a division. It's a, it's a, it's something that you have to live and breathe. And that's what's going to start defining what data you use, it's going to come down to that customer service. And I must say, I had a very pleasant experience at AfriHost recently. And, uh, and not to say that the other guys don't have great customer service. I think they've got it really well. But it really does come to how you feel uh, when you're treated. We're all about the experience these days. And if I can feel like I'm getting the most out of the least, uh, then I'm winning. No, 100%. Um, basically, you know, it, listening to, to what David had to say today, playing with Remix and seeing the... I think the flexibility or the agility, I mean, we all use agile in, yeah. in, in tech terms of what's coming. Mm. Um, I think there's a huge shakeup coming in mm. the future for, for guys that have been holding on to this old way of doing business and not, not being agile, not yeah. adapting um, to, yeah. to how things are, you know, are actually changing and consumer driven. So Brett, always throw you into, into the hot seat. Uh, our concluding thought for the day. Well, I, th- I think if uh, you've got the best idea and it's the best kept secret, there's no point in having that idea. You've got to share what you've got. Uh, you've got to share the the things you use. You've got to share the things you want to do. And I think that's where we see Remixes working. They've had a great idea coming out of a place like Google, looking at back at 30 years of great development and enhancing on it and saying, well, hey, world, play. Go for it. Let's make it affordable. Let's give people access. Um, and we talk about agile. I mean, it's about let's focus on getting things done quickly. And getting it to market so we can actually test it. Global agile is a fantastic thing. Let's use this global village that we've got access to, this crowdsourced knowledge base, and let's make things move. And that's where the change will start to happen. The next billion will come from the current people that are using it. Um, awesome. Okay. Well, guys, uh, that brings us to the end of another show. And uh, until next time, keep your screens clean and your knobs shiny. This is CliffCentral.com.